Hello and welcome to the Ultimate Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast where we keep you updated on all things online shooters. And today, once again, I'm joined by Hayden. How is it going? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm excited to be back. Um, I will say, I I feel like I moan so often. My knee has really been hurting lately. And like, it's it's got to a point where it's like, it's especially painful. Um, oh no! <laughs> and like, yeah, like it's kind of awkward to walk on, and I feel it moving a bit, like it, like in ways it shouldn't move. Um, very scary, very unsettling. It all started right, um, like when I used to live in Sheffield. I don't live in Sheffield anymore, but when I used to live in Sheffield in my own flat, um, you know, one day I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna reorganize my room because I needed something to do." I was probably bored. Um, so I reorganized my room and I turned my bed from like on one wall, like the far wall, to the side wall. So I like rotated it around, um, and, and like then I thought nothing of it. Uh, and then at night, it it gets very dark, or it did where I was in Sheffield. Like our flat was kind of like next to a park, and it's kind of like out of the way, so it's pretty quiet. Not many like street lights. It was very right. dark, right? Um, so there wasn't much like light coming in from like, any like street lights outside. Uh, and this room had like just one window. Um, and I turned the light off and I was like, right, I'm going to get in bed. And I did that thing where like, you flop down. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A natural yeah. movement. But I kind of did it aiming for where the bed used to be and not where it like now had moved to. Um, and I basically hit like the metal frame on the side of the bed <laughs> really hard. Like I had committed to this in, in a way that I <laughs> don't think I've ever committed before and never will again in my life. Like I was so confident that this was like, I was dropping onto the bed and I just smacked into the metal frame, uh, taking most of the impact with my knee. <laughs> and it's never really been the same since. Um, but then, like, you know, over the, that was a few years ago. And over the years, like, a couple more, like, bumps and scrapes and knocks. And now, like, it does not feel functional. It's a problem. I'm trying to get a doctor's appointment, but I can't. It's it's not good. How are you, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> what a start to your 2023. Your body just falling apart. It's giving up on me. <laughs> um, I yeah, I, I'm all right. Thankfully, my my knee uh, isn't like collapsing in on itself. Mm. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I, I don't know how I'm feeling. I think I'm fine. Um, just kind of average. Uh, watching lots of stuff on Netflix at the moment. What are you uh, watching? Well. I'm going to watch the hatchet wielding hitchhiker. Oh, that's the weird thing they keep advertising. I'm like, that's such peak Netflix material because, like, if anyone's gonna show, like, do a show called like the hitchhiking hatchet axe world or whatever, it's Netflix, right? Yeah, and, and <laughs> I, I love like those sort of slightly terrible but amazing uh, crime documentaries. Um, it seems to be about some guy. I think I think he's like a, a homeless person who who rescues someone, um, but then I think something happens and he murders someone. And I don't know. It's a sort of a story of a fallen hero. I think I don't know. Um, so that'd that be interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds quite interesting. Um, otherwise, I'm back on on the anime train as well. Actually, I, I've I went on a couple of years hiatus. Um, from the anime train. I'm now back in full anime mode. 
um, renewed my subscription to Crunchyroll. We're less than subbed. Uh, it's good times. We're on Mob Psycho 100. I don't know if you you know much about anime or have watched I any. Or... Have... I've seen Cyberpunk Edge Runners, but I don't know if that counts as anime or if that's like what actual anime fans would be like. Oh, you've seen Cyberpunk Edge no, Runners? Like, oh, that's yeah. not real anime. I don't know. I've no, seen that's that. real anime. That's real uh, anime. Or I saw, I saw most of it. Um, but I've never really tried any other anime. The new Chainsaw Man thing that came out late last year really tempted me. Um, yeah, because like it's a guy with a chainsaw for a head. <laughs> like that's that's very tempting. Um, so maybe I'll get into that. And like a lot of my friends are deep into anime, especially like is it JoJo's Bizarre JoJo's Adventure? Biz- yeah, They're pretty big into JoJo. Uh, and like a lot of references are thrown around that I don't get, and I feel like I want to get the references, but also. Jojo's like it's long. It's yeah. long, you know. I feel like if I was gonna get into one, it'd probably be is One Piece the pirate one? One Piece is the pirate one. Yeah. That's tempting. That's tempting. As long as I you're like willing to commit like mm. to a thousand plus episodes. Not um, particularly. <laughs> uh I've I've not watched that one. The only the, the longest one I've committed to um that I've, you know, I've only hit a hundred plus episodes in is Naruto. Um, I was mm. like, oh, I'm gonna this. This seems interesting. It seems like one of those sort of um, pillars of anime. Uh, one of those sort of the classics. Mm. Um, and I like sort of the ninja theme and everything. Um, but my god, it's just yeah, it's it's long. It certainly takes its time, and I think that's probably in the thousands now, isn't it? And what um, are you watching now? I'm watching a, a show called Mob Psycho 100. Um, which I think I could be wrong on this is from the creators of One Punch Man, which a lot of people probably sort of have heard of or know about. The um, man who punches things in one one punch, probably. exactly. And, yeah, and it was yeah, yeah. it was went <laughs> mega mainstream, I would say, uh, at one point. Um, but I would argue that uh, the creator or whoever did it um, is way more into this show than he was one punch man like it seems like this is a real labor of love and it's it's very funny um like beautifully animated um and like it's sort of themes serious themes in it um doesn't take itself seriously and just amazing action um i would argue one of the best animes i've ever seen so uh, what's it about is it about a, a, a psycho mob of 100 people doing no so it's um (laughs) it's about like a young boy um called uh mob um who's an an average psycho mob (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and he's just an average middle middle school boy um but he's he's like a an esper um and that means he's got like immense um sort of psychic powers um and he basically works with an assistant uh, called Reagan, um, who is essentially a con man who is like a self-proclaimed like spirit medium. <laughs> um, and, and so basically he gets mob to like work for him and actually do his job. Uh, and their job is to like exercise spirits um, from, I don't know, people who've been, uh, possessed by them or like houses that you know abandoned or haunted houses that kind of have like latent horrible demons yeah, living like in them the conjuring 
Like yeah, um, yeah. And, and they'll they'll turn up and, and Mob will use his psychic powers to kind of like fight them and get rid of them. Um, but it's it's really about Mob Mob's obsession with this girl um, at school um, that he really fancies. Oh, Mob. Um, <laughs> and, and Mob, uh, that's, there's kind of these two sides. It's that side and then there's kind of the his his uh esper side um and he and it's just the whole 100 part of it is that um because his power is linked i suppose to his conscience is a psychic power things happen in in his day-to-day life fights whatever it is and you'll see like a percentage um number like uh, appear on the screen sometimes like i'm just making this up but you know you might get kicked in the he might like stub his toe or something um and you'll see the number one suddenly flash up on screen and that might tick up to like five um and over the course of like a season that number sort of steadily increases until eventually before like a mega boss fight or something it will reach like 100 it'll suddenly tick over to 100 something will happen someone will say something and then he'll like unleash his full power um and it's yes fantastic and sometimes the thing that lets him unleash that power is, you know, um, hilarious or quite serious or yeah. Um, it's very, that sounds it's very good. amazing. That sounds <laughs> yeah. so relatable. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, um, I don't know if it's flown under the radar or not, but, um, I would urge people who don't like anime or, or really do like it or, or aren't sure where to start. I, I would start with, with mob psycho 100, honestly, I think it's, um, it's a really nice balance of like what anime is is good at. Um, I'm about to go on an anime journey in 2023. This is going to be my anime arc. I'm going to get into anime as my anime arc. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and like, and and I would quickly just say before we get started, and we, I promise we're going to talk about video games. Um, <laughs> Mob Psycho 100 also isn't like a thousand episodes. It, it's like it's only each season is maybe like 12 episodes or something. Um, so, and there's only three seasons of it. So it's not like it's an endless journey. Um, it, things move fairly fast in it. So is it yes. still coming out? Is it like it's, still? So the third season just recently came out. Um, and I, I, I don't know if that's the end. Like, I think it might be just that that's it. Oh. It might be over for the, the, the anime. I could be wrong. No I'm not quite mob. finished it. That, that, that's sad. It is sad. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of on episode seven of however many there are probably not too many more, um, getting ready to, to, to leave it behind after I think like four years of following it. Um, oh, that is crazy. Um, that is anime, I suppose. You follow these things for a long time. Um, but yes, all right, video games. <laughs> let's let's move on from the anime. I can't think. There of was a, a good new segue. One Piece video game recently, which I was kind of tempted to try. Um, yeah, I I won't try it, but it looked cool. <laughs> I I it's funny you mention actually. I thought exactly the same thing, so I downloaded the demo. On, on PS5 and I, I I played it for all of five ten minutes. It's like I don't I don't know where this is. I don't know who these people are. I sort of felt like it was really built for like people who had followed the anime. Um, does it jump like does it start in the middle of an anime arc? Is I, it like I 
thinks I th- I'd imagine it's designed for new people. Um, but I I sort of uh, was watching a, a video on it. Uh, for, I I can't remember who it was buying. It might have been GameSpot's one. Um, and they were sort of saying that it it starts in the middle of like an arc. Um, and that as a fan, there are certain there are lots of like references and um, yeah, uh, I I I think it assumes a lot of knowledge from you as a player. Um, oh no! That's so I don't know. Like I, yeah. I, even though I'm sure it's designed for people as well who you can just sort of jump in and or whatever. You just know, like deep down, it will hit differently if you're like a mega fan of One Piece and like you know all the characters, you know the backstory, you know the places you're going to, you kind of know the creatures and everything. Like I just felt when I was running around and stuff that I would I was missing out on just so much like hype i like i just had no connection to anyone or anything um it's fine we'll just watch a thousand episodes of one piece and then we can play it it's fine that's a that's a very achievable goal it's it will be fine we'll play it we'll play it <laughs> yes <laughs> only a thousand episodes and then we can play the game it's fine uab in like 2045 <laughs> we finally we're, jump we're back finally in. playing the one piece game <laughs> <laughs> uh, me with like a uh, 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 my fifth metal knee, probably. That's probably where we'll <laughs> yeah, <that's> be. <laughs> I suppose from metal knees and an anime chat. Um, I'm trying to think of a segue. I can't think of one. On to our first point of interest this week. That was um, it. That was the segue. That was it. I was, <laughs> you know, we uh, stumbled into it. I guess. Um, <laughs> It's uh, the most anticipated games or our most anticipated FPS games of uh, this year. Um, and we've just taken a couple off a, off a list of stuff um, that we're quite excited about or we may not be like super excited about, but we're interested in, in what it might turn out to be, I suppose. There aren't actually that many to choose from. And I like to think that there'll be some like big indie games or surprises that will come out of nowhere and like knock us out. Um, but for now we've just sort of taken the stuff that we do kind of know, know about. Um, so Hayden, do you want to, do you want to kick us off with your, uh, your first pick? I can start. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think my first one, and it's one that I very recently saw, like, uh, I did, I did troll through my email after to see if like we had heard anything about it beforehand. And we had like, seven months ago uh <laughs> but it was completely off my radar until like this week essentially um and that's warhammer 40k bolt gun which actually ed is probably more your thing than mine because oh. like i'm not it's like a it's a it's a new warhammer fps but it's like a it's it's trying to be like an old school 90s boomer shooter which is like completely out of my wheelhouse and like i would you cla- is Turbo Overkill that kind of thing? I played that because you recommended it, and I quite liked it. Um, yeah, I, w- I would say Turbo <clears throat> Overkill is is a it's like a modern like take on on a boomer shooter. Yeah, that's like a yeah. A very that's, I, that's kind of what I assume Bolt Gun will be. You know, like it's got like the retro aesthetics, like the pixely stuff, and yeah, like it 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 looks like uh, a boomer shooter of that era, but new and maybe you know. D- 
I don't know, more polished, but then they were polished back then because, they, yeah. Um, but it looks cool, and and basically, but I, I, I'm very new to like the Warhammer fandom, not like huge on it, but like you know, my my trajectory from like D and D into general miniatures into Warhammer like happened pretty quick. Um, uh, so, you know, I do have Warhammer figures that, like, I paint and stuff because I'm a little okay. nerd. Uh, and I can't <laughs> walk anywhere because of my knee. So, like, I need to find stuff to do that doesn't involve, like, moving. Um, so, yeah, like, I've kind of recently gotten into Warhammer a bit. Um, and I have a Warhammer magic deck now because I'm cool. Um, so, so, yeah, you, like, like, excited to, to sort of to jump into the Warhammer universe sort of through yeah, this. This feels like my entry point maybe because like I tried Dark Tide and I thought it was alright. Um I tried like Total War Warhammer, also fine. Definitely prefer the 40k stuff to the Age of Sigmar stuff. Uh, like Age of Sigmar is their fantasy uh like like high fantasy stuff or right. yeah and their 40k is more like sci-fi. Uh definitely more into that. Um and yeah, I just think Bolt Gun looks a bit different. Like Dark Tide to me kind of came out and it was just like this is a this is a Left 4 Dead like, but Warhammer, which is fine. Um But Bolt yeah. Gun just looks like he's doing something a little bit different, which I'm quite excited about. And also, like, have you ever seen like the Warhammer chain swords? Like the gears I... style, like <laughs> like rip swords they have? I- I've not, but like actually, no, that's a lie. I think I- I've seen a chain sword. Um, yeah, yeah, they they look cool. They're just very get... cool. Yeah, and it, like they like, they don't show it in the trailer, um, but in like one of the images, like you can see them like pushing the chainsaw into one of the baddies, and I was like, that I want to do that. That's I I, <laughs> I want this game just for that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, kind of on board just for the chainsaw. Um, the trailer is really funny, by the way. It's it's like it's like some some person like opening like a box of like Warhammer stuff in the nineties and they're like pulling out all their minis and then like they pull out this like um like floppy disk <laughs> of like Warhammer bolt gun and then like it shows a little bit of the gameplay. It's it's a funny trailer. I thought it was funny. Um but yeah, really excited for that. And also uh I, I recently I said I think I said in the pod just before Christmas that I kind of tried Doom and Doom Eternal um like heading towards christmas it might have been like october november time um i I don't know why i started playing them i i there was just something in me that i remember getting doom when it came out like doom like the the more modern one um and i played like a level and then dropped off it so i was like no i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and i beat it in like a weekend and then moved on to eternal um and i guess like you know that those and Turbo Overkill in the same year was like all my exposure to like the the boomer shooter genre. You know, so I'm I'm excited for something new to come out that I can look forward to and like play when it comes out. Um, and also, I like I say, I just I'm very into like making the aesthetic that like '90s pixel stuff. But yeah, it, it's just very appealing to me. <laughs> it do, it does look really cool from like the brief. Uh, the brief little snippets of gameplay at that the end of that trailer, um, like gratuitous gore, which I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of. It, gore's got to be a big thing in like these boomer shooters for me. Um, and hopefully, it's like quite fairly short. It's like a weird thing to say, but sort of feel like it's quite nice to be excited for a game that 
isn't you just know it's not going to be like 50 hours it probably isn't going to be like you might be able to complete it in 12 or something you know 100 like, percent. i feel that there's nothing like more off-putting to me than finding out that a game is like 100 hours because i just don't have the time um and it's such a weird shift because like as a kid i absolutely would have been on board like more time is is better value and i, I would have you know, I would have been all on it, you know, like open world stuff was was my jam as a kid, but it's just kind of changed over the past couple of years. Um, and now if I can get like a a really good, like, you know, three to ten hour experience anywhere in that window, that's my sweet spot. Uh, so fingers crossed Bolt Gun lands somewhere in that. Yeah, I, I, I 100% on board with that. I think it, mm. the whole gore, boomer shooter sort of relentless action kind of suits the warhammer universe as well um so i a agree with you sword, right like that, that's perfect for this a, a yeah sword oh. just oh. i i just <clears throat> vermintide didn't quite do it for me um the sort of the dark and gritty and the the whole kind of the, the grind uh around it and stuff i just think i'm not quite on board the whole left for dead like thing anymore um and i think yeah, bolt gun looks fun and colourful and, and silly, and that's kind of more my jam, I think, hopefully, of Warhammer. I don't know. I'm not huge on it, uh, the Warhammer franchise, but hopefully the same as you, this gets me into it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to hit us on your picks? Yeah, why not? Let's go with what <laughs> I was saying to you earlier. Uh, this isn't what I'm, like, crazy excited about. Um, well, I've I... got a segue for this. Speaking of Left 4 Dead likes, or maybe <laughs> not Left 4 Dead likes, eh. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? That was good. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good one. Um, it's Redfall. Um, I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm like, wow, I really want this game to come out, um, and I'm going to be blown away by it, and I just can't wait for this. I think it's more... I love Arcane. Um, specifically, I love Arcane when it comes to Dishonored and not so much Deathloop. We've, <laughs> we did a big episode last year on Deathloop and we kind of tore it to shreds a little bit. Um, and that was because the, the shooting. And so we won't get too deep into that because it will just kick us off again. Um, <laughs> but we didn't really get on with the shooting in Deathloop and all that sort of stuff. Um, and Redfall... Or what we thought it was when it first announced was kind of like a Left 4 Dead like um, co op. Uh, I think it's like a up to four player shooter um, set in some, I can't remember where it is, uh, like a vampire infested open world. Um, and it looked sort of like you could use each character had different like magic abilities, that sort of thing. Um, and I suppose everyone thought it was kind of like Left 4 Dead where you just tackle missions and, and whatnot. Um, but recently the devs have said, well, actually, no, it's more like a Far Cry game. Um, so whatever that means, um, slight apprehension there. Uh, <laughs> slight, slight apprehension. Nothing has turned me off a game more than going from exactly <laughs> a Left 4 Dead like to a Far Cry game. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm just excited for it because um, I'm intrigued to see what what this turns out to be. And obviously, it's a big release from a developer that um, has put out some stuff that I absolutely love. Um, and there's always going to be that element of like 
their their sort of arcane's level design is just unreal um i i won't i would say their shooting actually isn't that great to me um so i'm sort of interested to see uh how redfall's shooting compares um to to deathloop uh whether it improves on it at all um how are how arcane handles like waves of enemies and, and sort of lots of action i know that the game pushed some stealthy-ish sections uh, early on, like a little wandering around a little haunted house or whatever and encountering a vampire. But I think a lot of the game will be like fighting things in crazy battles. So I just don't know if Arcane's... We'll see how they handle that, um, whether the gunplay is weighty and there's heft to it and whether it's satisfying or not. Um, there's just so many question marks around it, especially like... You know the abilities. Um, I suppose in Dishonored you could you could teleport um, around. You could whiz around um, using like a radial menu to select abilities, but that's sort of quite slow and quite measured. And I suppose Deathloop had that. Um, again, how with with all these characters and the abilities and stuff, is it going to be quick and responsive and snappy and and everything work in tandem? Who knows. Um, yeah, I, I, and also just the Far Cry thing. Um, that could either mean that it's quite an interesting open world with lots of different things to encounter, um, or it could mean like a an island that takes around fifty hours to complete, and then that's you realise that that's a tutorial, and there's another entire island that's a hundred <laughs> hours, and everything has like numbers that pops out of it. And you have like level 50 pants that you have to craft and it just goes on and on forever. Uh, so yeah, it's an interesting thing to say, like, it's like Far Cry when even the Far Cry series like doesn't have a clear identity, like outside of open world shooter. I think like, you know, you look at like something like Far Cry 2 that was a little bit more realistic and then Far Cry 3 and 4 were just like a little bit more measured but they were leaning into that wackier tone but it was still like you know crafting and like there were survival elements like looped in there um and i don't think the open world design was like awful to then like far cry 5 and 6 where it was just tedious um and i like i don't think (laughs) they have like a, a clearly defined identity so like if this is like a far cry 3 or a 4 maybe i'm interested but if it's like a far cry 6 my goodness this is not for me like i i think i need i need to see it we we by the time this goes up we probably will have seen it um you know hopefully we'll be reassured um i will say the one thing it's it's pointless to speculate too much we're saying this before because by the time this is up redfall will have had its event right yeah um but the one thing I'm very interested to see, and hopefully will have seen, uh, is the enemy variety. I think the I think the enemies are like key to this for me, because especially going into it, assuming it was Left 4 Dead like, but like even then, uh, I, I think if you are, I think a lot of shooters like have settled on like one kind of group of enemies. Uh, you know, every shooter has its explodey one and yeah. the screamy one and the big muscly one. Uh, and the one that like grabs you and pulls you in um and i just think it's very dull very boring you know and like it's all stuff like you know when i was playing left for dead i was like this is cool um 
but like I feel like recently, like Dark Tide, Back for Blood, stuff like that. I'm just and like you know, I was looking at some Dead Island two stuff earlier, and that has like the same you know stuff that you would have seen Dead Island one ten years ago. Change it, do something new, and and Redfall and Arcane are obviously going for like vampires instead of zombies or anything like that. And I feel like vampires is a fairly untouched part. Of, of fps gaming or at least for me i don't think i've played many fps games where i like vampires are the baddies so i'm yeah. hoping you can do something like interesting with it you know outside of like here's a big vampire that explodes like it, i don't want that that'll really annoy me <laughs> i i i remain skeptical i i think they're gonna do that <laughs> Um, I I don't know. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I just get the feeling that that's just a thing that we do now, no matter what. Um, But uh, I like the idea, actually, um, that like vampires, the new zombies. So I feel like with vampire survivors, uh, maybe you know we're having a little vampire moment, a resurgence. Um, I'm here for it. I'm into vampires. Vampires are like just cooler than zombies. Like because the thing with zombies is. you know, it, it's not the zombies that are the danger, it's the other people, right? Like, it's what everyone else does in the apocalypse, which is just like, eh, it's it's played out, it's done. People eat each other and do bad shit, that's what they do. Um, <laughs> whereas, like, vampires, they are people that are already in each other, and there's just more to it that we can go into, you know, that's a baseline. It's not like, ooh, what are these people doing in this camp? Oh, they're all eating each other because they're weird. Yeah, like that's what every zombie story becomes. You know, you watch The Walking Dead and it's like, oh, wow, they're going to go to a safe place. Oh, no, they're all eating each other. Vampires are already <laughs> eating each other. That's a known fact. You're going to get eaten. Uh, so, well, you know, you're going to get your blood drank. So, you know, that's a baseline. And then we can get weirder with it and do some, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I... I... I hope it's good, and I'm sure we'll be tuning into that uh, reveal. I think is it the 25th uh, that it's somewhere happening around somewhere around there, and it's happening really soon. Um, so fingers crossed, it's decent. Um, all right, on to your next one, Hayden. What are, what are you excited about? My next pick is I'm very very excited about this, uh, but I'm skeptical it'll come out in 2023. It's it's payday three. They recently announced it for 2023. I'm very hopeful. I'm a huge fan. Well, I don't know if I'd say I'm a huge fan of the Payday franchise. I didn't really play much of Payday The Heist. Played like a few missions of it because I didn't have access to it as a kid. So it was like I played through like my brother's stuff. And I think I played a few, a few missions of Payday The Heist. But like Payday 2 was the big one for me. And I pumped a lot of time into it. Um, and I think the thing I love about Payday 2... It's very similar to what I like about GTA 5. It's the process of like deleting my profile and starting again and like being like just a just a thug with shit gear, you know, <laughs> like going into rubber bank but you have a pistol and it's like things can't go 100% smooth because you just don't have the equipment to like do things well. So like you know, especially in Payday, like if in Payday 2, if you haven't leveled up and got the right skills, you don't have enough like cable ties to zip tie all your hostages. So like you just have to start blasting. Like it is just it's it's like it's not clean, it's very messy, things go like bad very quickly. 
Um, and I think that's the part of Payday that I like. I recently wrote like the Have You Played Payday 2 thing, and I spoke about it in that. Like going stealth is fine, and once you've leveled up, like stealth is is cool because you can pull it off. But like nine times out of ten, I think the more fun way to play is to just go wild and just go in loud and start shooting, tech in like your big juggernaut armor and your big like assault rifle or LMG and just just go for it. That's that's more interesting to me, especially like you can almost like catch it off guard. And like if you run into like say you're like robbing a jewelry store in payday two, you can kind of run in um and if you catch them off guard like and go loud, which is very easy to do when like you're new because you don't have anything that can like make you good at stealth. Um like you can get in there and smash the cameras fast enough and shout people down that they've got like the police won't have they just won't know because no one will phone them so like sometimes it's the better strategy um but i think i've kind of done it to death in payday 2 and i've kind of like done that uh like early leveling process just too many times and like i i, I do like the end game but it isn't like i prefer like that very early game when you have like shit stuff and i think payday 3 is just an opportunity to like refresh that like I'm ready to start fresh, like and actually start fresh in Payday Three, like you know, a, a new bank layout or you know whatever, like just something that's completely new. Uh, I'm quite looking forward to that. Uh, and like, uh, you know, Payday Two, obviously they've they've done a lot of DLC of new heists and stuff, but it's generally like you know, it's it's thematically different or it's you know one of their longer heists that's spread out over multiple missions. But like, I like the simplicity of a jewelry store or a bank. And getting like fresh layouts for that stuff, like completely new designs that I can like learn again, that's going to be so satisfying. Whereas, like, if I go on to Payday 2 now, I haven't played it in like a year, but I would know where the manager of the bank was going to be or one of their spawn locations, you know, I just know it too well. So, to have like completely fresh Payday, oh, that's the dream. That's I'm so excited. <laughs> we don't we don't know much about Payday Three, do we yet? Um, it exists. It is Payday Three. It's, it's that's, a thing. that's all we know. It's it's on the Unreal Engine now. They've changed engine, uh, which you know I don't know how much it'll affect PC. Like I feel like Payday already has like a pretty clear identity. That like, I don't know if an engine change will like significantly shift. Uh, but for console, like, I think they have said that like the shift to Unreal Engine should mean that Payday on console isn't like abandoned anymore so payday 3 should be in line with its pc version like yeah the, the console port shouldn't be uh abandoned which is good because like i played payday 2 on console for a long time before i got a pc um and like i can remember being really excited when it came out because i could finally play payday and then it got abandoned and then they released some dlc like out of nowhere and i was like oh my goodness like they're supporting it now and then they abandoned it again <laughs> so like it was a very turbulent journey and so i think payday 3 <laughs> is like a good chance for them to start fresh and also like overkills the walking dead was a shambles they almost closed down after that like just to have like you know the studio and then payday as a franchise like you know, back on top, back in the light, like ready to thrive. It's, it's a good thing. I'm very excited about it. I yeah, I, I I can get behind that excitement. I'm I played a bit of Payday Two like years ago, um, and didn't quite get on with it. I don't know why. Um, I think just yeah, I I literally cannot identify why I didn't get on with it. Um, maybe because I'm a bit of a snob when it comes to like the, the sort of the graphics and the and the 
the, the way that things were done when you like interact with with stuff um i just didn't quite get on with it um so like i, I sort of a new and improved and sort of a more modern streamlined payday three um with shiny new banks and stuff that always appeals um the idea of like entering a mundane place and stealing some jewelry is up is is exciting to me exactly um, and who doesn't want to rob rich people right like we all you know rich people they should have their stuff taken payday lets you live that fantasy go go play it <laughs> <laughs> what's your final pick ed what's your what else are you excited for well this is the, again this is a tricky one um <laughs> not, not I'm, I'm trying to find something to be excited about um i i think i'm going to bounce between a couple here so i suppose the first one we'll start with is stalker 2 um heart of chernobyl it's an immersive sim um a sort of a sequel to like a proper uh, i don't even know if it's a cult classic or just a classic at this point um but you're you're a dude with it with a mask on in like the Chernobyl exclusion zone, and there's horrible monsters and stuff, and it's very dark and gritty. And um, that was the original Stalker, and this seems to be a, an update, more of that. Um, it looks really intense, um, and I've heard like you know amazing things about the first Stalker. Um, so I'm just kind of again intrigued. I, I just want to sort of give it a go try it see if I, I get on with that kind of very intense quite realistic stuff um i say realistic in the sense of like military sim kind of shooting i guess and like maybe inventory management i don't know um kind of mixed in with the sort of the supernatural and like the radioactive um side of things um yeah, I, I, that's all I've got to really say on it. I just think it'll be kind of cool to just jump into into Stalker and see what makes the series so like special for a lot of people. Um, seems like yeah. a real kind of classic FPS that we've at least I've certainly missed out on. So it's the same for me. The, the Stalker I, is there one or two Stalker games? I don't know. But I like, don't the, know. The Stalker as a thing feels very like it, it's it's a part of PC culture that I haven't. Uh, like touched you know it's kind of always been on the periphery like i've always known of it stalker has always been a thing that i have been aware of um but it's it's been just too far for me to like want to get it and try it and i think that's largely because like i think you know my, my brother got a pc much earlier than i did um so i think i was aware of pc culture through him but having only like really gotten into PC gaming the past few years, especially like after starting writing and you know like doing games media stuff, like I don't think I've had time to even think about going back and like checking out Stalker. Like you, it's always you kind of bounce from one release to the next, right? Like it's like yeah. it, you know you just you just so focus on the new stuff because well, it's what people want to read about that. I don't think I have time to like go back and try Stalker, but it's always been there. It's always been something I've like known about and wanted to try. Stalker Two feels like a good chance for me. Very likely, you know, very similar to like you said with Payday. Like it's a chance for me to come into something and it looks shiny and new. You know, graphics don't matter, but new graphics are, are nice. It's fun. It's exciting. You know, it's it's it it if it's eye catching, it'll get me in. I suppose. Um, yeah, and it's a new stalker that I that is coming out when I'm 
like predominantly playing on PC. That's so exciting. You know, it, it's a chance for me to like experience it with other people. I don't love experiencing uh, like media in isolation. I I find it quite boring because the thing I like uh, most about like watching a new movie or you know a TV show or stuff like that is like chatting with people about it. Um, I don't love to just watch something and go. Yeah, that happened 20 years ago, and no one I know will talk about it because they haven't seen it or they don't remember it. Um, you know, and I thought that would be the case with Stalker, right? Like, if I was like, oh, guys, I've just played Stalker at work, everyone would be like, oh, yeah, I played Stalker ages ago. It was fine, maybe. Nostalgia, I don't know. Like, I don't think anyone's playing it now, or, you know, no, no one I know is playing it now. Whereas when Stalker 2 comes out, it'd be very different. And it'd be a chance to experience a franchise like, with people, which I think is the most exciting part for me. Yeah, I I I think it's going to be very good. Actually, I just it just gives off the sort of energy of a game that's going to release, um, and it's just going to be very very good and like sort of really please um, both newcomers and longtime fans. Um, don't quote me on that, but it just I don't know. There's just something about what we've seen so far, the sort of clips and whatever that. I'm pretty confident. With it looks too, yeah. good. Like it looks really good. Um, and then maybe the, just a final sort of quick shout out um, to a game that we basically know nothing about. It's called The Finals, um, a sort of competitive shooter from Embark Studios. Um, I think it's made up from sort of form Battlefield devs. Um, again, I think all we've seen is a very small clip of like pre-alpha stuff um of some buildings it's just some insane like destruction um like building like rooftops kind of crumbling and splitting and falling down um but like it looks really cool uh sort of better than i think i've ever seen in anything like battlefield um that's kind of it that's all we know um i'm a bit wary of like new competitive shooters that kind of focus on one gimmick um because often it ends and it just kind of releases and it just sort of slowly dies. Uh, thinking about like Hyperscape from Ubisoft, remember that? Um, among many other shooters um, that try and enter like a very saturated place. Um, and also with destructibility, it's like the maps by design have to be extremely complicated. Um because you're tearing chunks out of it. But then once you tear loads of chunks out of a very complicated map, it then just becomes a very basic one. So you're just standing in like rubble, shooting at each other. Um, and that's also a bit dull. Um, so I don't know how the, how you balance like a redestructible map um, when sometimes like the best maps are those that aren't destructible because you sort of learn their intricacies um yeah level design matters right and if your entire level is destructible then it like ends up with having no design and then it's just like you say just a rubble filled wasteland which is i don't know if that's fun to shoot in yeah like (laughs) that's what always makes me wary um of destructible environments and stuff because most of the time people just want to shoot each other and not have to aim at like a wall and think most people don't have time for that like i'm going to aim at this wall to destroy the the wall and then get my gun out and shoot it it's like that's not probably not gonna happen um but anyway it looks it it may have potential i don't know it looks cool um so that's something maybe just to keep an eye on for this year um so yeah 
that that that's our sort of slightly mixed I, uh, bag. I'm, I'm excited for for the finals in in the sense that like you know about Battlefield Three was maybe the first Battlefield I got new. Battlefield Bad Company Two was like the first one I played. Um, and I gotta say, Bad Company Two being your first Battlefield, that's some of the best destruction in those games. Nothing's quite reached it since. So if the finals can do that, like it's like you say, I'll probably play it and be like, this is cool. This destruction, wow, look at that wall fall down. So satisfying. I don't know if it'll hook me. These things very rarely do, you know? It's it's like um is it Splitgate that came oh, out yeah. recently? Uh, like uh, that was maybe in the past year or two, um, and that was that the portal one, the portal. Yeah, it was like sort of um, portal um, mixed with Halo. Yeah, looked really cool. What a what a what a great idea. I I, I it hasn't. I don't feel the need. Uh, you know, I just don't feel the need to go back and play it. It's so hard to like find an audience in the FPS space, uh, more like the you know, the online competitive FPS space that I, I'm interested to see how the finals does, especially because there was like a lot of buzz around it, um, with that like first kind of destructible uh, gameplay clip. So yeah, I'm interested. I wanna see a wall crumble. It's very satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's gotta like just back up the wall crumbling with just a very solid like scoreboard and shooting mechanics and everything doesn't it it needs to prove itself in other ways but we shall see so yeah i suppose on on to <laughs> we'll move on from our anticipated games and, and on to our our next segment um and that's our point of interest um for this week uh and perhaps for weeks to come because um this year we sort of decided to sort of maybe rejig um, the format of these pods slightly and sort of maybe sort of narrow down on perhaps genres that we've not explored within uh, FPSs um, and see how we get on with them really. It's not su- sort of super deep um, but one thing that we've we've identified and we thought hey like there's not a lot of chat or talk about it really um, it's quite interesting is sort of hunting simulation games Um so we decided to, to jump into uh, The Hunter, uh, Call of the Wild, um, to see what it's all about, really, uh, and sort of report back on our findings, uh, perhaps set a goal, um, which we can talk about a bit later, um, and just sort of describe our experiences with it, really. Um, I suppose I should describe what Hunter, Call of the <laughs> Wild is. Um, as I've said, it's like a hunting simulation game, so... It's, for F- it's a first-person shooter, of course. Um, you you sort of jump into a nature reserve, I suppose. Uh, you're kind of dumped in there. Um, you've got a, a rifle, a shotgun, a pistol, but you can you can get other other weapons. Um, and you you essentially have to track uh, animals that live in this reserve uh, and and hunt them. Uh, you you'll follow tracks. Um, you will look at shit on the floor, uh, <laughs> and and that is a very exciting thing. Um, you will mask your scent. You will make like different calls with different whistles to try and attract them or whatever. Um, and then it's about sort of just being patient, lining up the shot, and um, sort of getting trophies. I suppose uh, if you 
take them out, you can then get trophies from them. I suppose not trophies. It's more like you you get the kill, um, you claim sort of XP, and you get money for your kills depending on you know how clean the kill was. Um, and there's just a lot of a lot of depth to it um, that we're still sort of figuring out. Um, as we've we've sort of sunk a few hours into it, maybe maybe a touch less than that, um, and it's it's incredibly uh, sort of convoluted and dense, but not I wouldn't say in like a bad way. It's just a it's a very big learning curve, I think, for us um, in a new way, right? Like, yeah. like it's it's this is a, a genre I've never touched. Um, you know, it, not even just hunting simulators, like simulation FPS games in general, like Milsims and stuff. Never tried it. Um, so coming into Hunter Call of the Wild, like it was completely fresh, and I don't think I knew quite what to expect. Um, I'll be honest; I think I expected it to be a little bit more arcadey than it is. It's like it's hyper realistic, <laughs> you know, like you're bolting single rounds in your gun like very slowly, you know, and like the the way like you'll cycle through animations, for example, like if you want to change weapon but you've already clicked reload, which like in Call of Duty that's a very normal thing, right? Like, in, in your more arcade shooters like that, it's a very normal thing to reload. Oh, no shit, I'm going to swap to my shotgun. Uh, and, like, it's very fast. Hunter Call of the Wild is not fast. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think that realism caught me off guard, but I think there's really something I love in there. Because when you think of, like, all the shooters that I would usually play and that, you know, Ed, that you would usually play, like... You go in for headshots, and it's all kind of the same, right? Like, all you want, if you, if you can score the headshot, you're scoring the kill, getting points, win the game. Um, Hunter Call of the Wild, like, a headshot is a bad thing, right? Which is is, is maybe, like, yeah. an example of just how realistic it is. Because if you go for a headshot, like, that's, like, a dirty kill. That's no good. Because you're ruining the bit that would be, like, the trophy for someone who would, like, be buying, you know, like a a mounted deer head which is not something i would ever buy but you know the person buying it doesn't want to mount a deer head with a you know a massive hole uh where that <laughs> you know where the eye should be they want like a pristine deer head um so like you're losing cash for that you lose xp for that so like that what you want to do is aim for the body to hit the heart or the lung or stuff like that like the organs um and i think that's like a it feels new for me. It feels fresh. It feels different. And I think like a small change like that is honestly enough to draw me in. Because, especially because like a headshot's a headshot. If you get shot in the face and your face is no longer there, that's a problem, you know? But like, you know, shooting a deer and trying to aim for the heart, like that's a hard thing. You've got to be hyper precise. You know, you've got to try and learn the anatomy of a deer. Um, you know, you we, we and Ed have not learned the anatomy of a deer. I don't know where a deer's heart is. It could be in its foot. I do not know. <laughs> but I assume it's in the body. Um, and, and kind of going for that and, you know, like slowly trying to line up and take your shots at the same time so you can like double whammy the deer or something like that. Um, and then like running over to see the like the kill um and like looking at the x-ray thing see where we hit it like that's really satisfying when you're like oh did we hit the heart oh no we just got off and we hit like we hit uh an intestine or something you know like it, it's 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 like it's it's more complex but it's 
I guess I don't think about it too much because I, I don't know where these things would be, but I just assume the organs are kind of bundled together in a way like I'm going to hit something and it's fun to see where I've hit. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think it's <laughs> it's um it's one of those games where like we're both retraining ourselves. Um, like you were saying, like we, I don't know, we just have lots of experience. A lot of FPS games nowadays are like fast and frenetic boomer shooters call of duty it's all very like arcadey um and i think in this uh, at least the first couple of sessions that we've played with with like unsure how to how to proceed not just because it's like you know we're hunting animals we don't you know know about we're unfamiliar with the maps it's like just the movement um we, you make noise um when you when you run around um and that will obviously scare off skittish animals. You can't just be sprinting everywhere. And, and sprinting in general is slow anyway. Um, we're, we're learning gradually that like patience is key and not just, you know, that's kind of obvious. Like, of course, a hunting game is you've got to be patient. We're talking like really patient. Like you, you have to be like last night session we played and we were that was the most patient i think we, i've certainly ever been um playing a game uh, a shooting game where you're essentially you don't see your target for the vast majority of the game like you might spot them with your binoculars in the distance like you might see a deer and you get excited and then it will like trot off and then you're like right okay i've got to go you can't just in Call of Duty, you'd be able to like slide cancel your way over to the deer in like two seconds and like quick scope it. Um, whereas in this, you'll see it like run off behind a rock and you've got to approach that deer in a way that won't scare it off. Um, you also don't like know where it's gone roughly. So you have to kind of follow tracks that it will leave tracks on the floor and you can sort of interact with them and it will give you like a a little cone which will kind of show roughly what direction it, it headed um what's amazing actually is that um sort of uh foliage like uh, grass or, or bushes um will kind of be smushed uh down as if like the animal has has walked through that area which i think is a really cool touch um so you can kind of follow it there it might leave droppings um as well so you're kind of like move you have to move really carefully um and you're not seeing the deer for ages um and we've kind of found that if you're sprinting around uh, even walking if you're getting fairly close um the deer will just see you and run off um we've had moments like last night where we we were essentially like prone shuffling for so <laughs> long and and it, but it's not it, it wasn't boring because the, we reached a point where because we hadn't alarmed animals around us um, by running and, and whatever, even walking and rustling through bushes or, or hedges or whatever, um, the, the deer, we could hear the deer like running around us. So we kind of had a vague idea that the thing that we were tracking was, was like really close and you just have to be patient and know that they're going to rest somewhere soon uh, or you just have to be prepared to lose them, which is happens to us a lot at the moment. Like we tracking an, yeah. a, a, an animal and you'll just lose, um, you lose track of them and you just got to accept it and, and 
either try and get back on the trail or or move on. It's it's tough. It's a very hard thing to balance. I found like be- because you know, say say you you've just gone into a thing, uh, you found some tracks. Uh, you know, you found that a, a deer is running in one direction or trotting in one direction. You're like, right, time to time to go. The thing I've kind of gauged is that, like, there's no point at that stage in assuming it's like far away or near. Like, you don't know. You got to find some shit, right? Like, you got to find some <laughs> poo. See if the poo is fresh. If it's fresh or like just come out of the ass, then like you're on it. Yeah, this is a this is a kill. Um, and then you start shuffling, and like. It's exhilarating, right? Like knowing that something could be so close, like it could be just over this ridge and you don't know and you're listening and you're straining your eyes to try and spot it, you know, using your deer bleater thing to attract them with that weird like man noise. Like you're, trying to, <laughs> you're trying to bring them in. Um, but also like for all you know, this deer, like deer, they move fast. They, you know, they're not just like shuffling through the grass like you are. They're like prancing around and they're, they're pretty erratic at times. So it's, you know, you're trying to like, trying to gauge how long you should spend shuffling before you're like, this deer's fucking run off 10 minutes ago and I'm just following old tracks now. Uh, so it's, you've kind of got to balance that with like knowing when to just get up and move. Um, and either like, you know, just just kind of get moving in the right direction or pick new tracks and start again. And like like I said, it's 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 a thing of patience, right? Like it's and also willingness to just let it go, which yeah. is such a hard thing. It's it, it's so difficult to just kind of know you could have been so close, but at some point, you know, maybe you see fresh tracks or you see another deer like off in the distance, and you're like, "That's that's an easier kill for me." So I'm going to go do that instead. And you're just going to have to let the other thing run and and go. And that's a really that's something I've like it. It's hard. It it like it it gets at me. You know, it it doesn't. It's exhilarating, but also so challenging in those moments, and it tests your patience. You know, it really does. Um, but it's all worth it for, for like when you. You know, when you kind of realize that, like, you are nearby and that the thing you've been doing has worked, you know, like we did last night, we yeah. realized, like, that prone shuffle is the way. Um, especially because, like, you know, we came into it just so confidently sprinting around and not finding anything. And we're like, well, why aren't we finding anything? Like, <laughs> why are there no deer on this map? And then, like, it's because they'd all run off um, as soon as we started and sprinted out of the opening area. So. You know, like like something like last night, and we got prone, and we were like, "This is how you play. This has to be how you play." Because if this isn't how you play, then this game, you know, it's impenetrable. Um, but like we were like slowly like creeping through the brush and stuff, and like we ended up in a forest, right? And there were just like suddenly there were just deer around us, like just darting around in the forest, and like we were just in the middle of it. You know, and that's so satisfying to be like, this has worked. We figured it. We we are learning how this game works. It took us time, but we are learning it. And I think there's something very satisfying in that. Yeah. Um, that is maybe like I can see the appeal of like the, the sim genre 
um you know the, the kind of the realistic simulator stuff uh, in the fps space in a way like i haven't really seen it before like trying out hunter call of the wild i can see the satisfaction there um, i i can for sure i think like yeah. it's it's like kind of like reprogramming yourself when playing it. Um, like you have to really like hyper fixate on one animal, or like one track as well. Um, Cause often as you're sort of exploring, um, just wandering around, um, it, you'll hear like random animal calls um, and they'll scare the sh- absolute <laughs> shit out of you. Like a, a, a white, I can't remember uh, what it was. It's like a white mule or some shit. And it, it just... Yeah, they make the most horrifying noises, you know? Like not even Slenderman would make you jump that much. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's scary. <laughs> yeah. And like, or you might hear one and then you might hear like another, uh, uh, like you might turn around, you might hear like a, a boar or something has made a call and, and again, because it's a sim, there'll be different calls. It might be like mating calls or whatever. Um, but in the moment, it's so, for whatever reason, like like your brain wants to just, because you've been tracking an animal maybe for so long, you'll hear this call. Um, and for whatever reason, your brain just decides, well, I like I hear that call. They must be close. Like, screw it. I'm just going to go track this other animal now. But I think we're learning that that's the wrong thing to do. Like that's just just focus. You just need to focus on one thing. Don't don't get like tempted by other other animals about. Um, and that's quite that's quite interesting. Um, again, in like other games, you you just you're just bouncing around all the time. You're just bouncing around different enemies and and maps and you're just like respawning and it's just an absolute like mincer whereas in this it's you kind of it's like a dissertation like you're, <laughs> you're like you're sat down you gotta work for this you gotta work for this one whatever it may be it's not just deer it's like boar it's like rabbits um it, i think there's birds that you can shoot we've not we've not attempted that yet um there's, there's bears, wow, there's bison. I tried to shoot a bird, it just fucking flew away. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's just, you have to not uh, get distracted, I think, is what I'm trying to say. Like, that that's another element I sort of like we're learning from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just so much, like, wandering around as well. Um, mm. the, a lot of the game is wandering around. You've got to be prepared to do that. Um, what do you like make of the uh, like the environments in this? Do you think they're they're lovely, or do you think they're a bit? Meh? Yeah, no, I love them. I love them. I really do like them. I think uh, the, every map I go into, like the sense of scale, just blows me away. Yeah. Like I will load into like one of the reserves, and I'm like, you know, I'll put a marker on the other side of the map to see how far it is, and it's like kilometers away, and the map's just fucking huge and I'm like, that's <laughs> i could spend all day literally my entire like real life day walking from one side of this map to the other and not even like shoot anything you know but like i mean maybe my you know i, I maybe one of the goals i want to set is traveling across a map to see what yeah. an entire map or you know like from one end to the other to see what the difference is because like maybe they're all the same maybe it all just you know it's the same woodland forest the entire way but like some of them have like mountains and stuff what's up there you know like i want to like go deep into a map and like 
you know, climb the hills up and, and, you know, go on a bit of a hike. Like, I really want to, like, dive into it and see, like, how much the environments change in one map because they are huge, like, overwhelmingly big. Um, you know, walking from, like, the spawn location to the nearest, like, lookout tower can take, like, 15 minutes. So I think, I think like... Like from the offset, they're beautiful and I love them. And I think they're just so nice. Like so much of the game is walking, like you said. They are such a nice environment to walk through. Yeah. Um, it really does look gorgeous. But like I really want to see like uh, you know what how how much like the landscape changes as you move through a map because they are so big. Like you know, do they do they warrant being that big? That's that's maybe one of the big questions I have right now. Yeah, I, it's hard to sort of tell if we're meant to be like wandering around them. Uh, I know that there's like ATVs you can get. I can't tell if there's DLC for it. Um, there is a lot of DLC with this game. Um, it's very piecemeal, right? It's very, yeah, the DLCs, from what I can tell, it's like you can buy one singular map as a DLC or you can buy like the tripods. Like it seems very like granular and modular. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think like the, it, the the maps are like kind of gorgeous. Like we've, I, how many have we played? Like a handful, maybe, maybe less than yeah, that. Yeah, three or like four. Three or four. four. Um, yeah. And they've all been like really lovely. Um, the one we were playing yesterday, I think it was like Leighton something or other. Leighton um, Lake. I really liked that one. Uh, that felt uh, like a like a nice mixture of um, sort of sunny like woodland and. Um, sort of little hills uh, and then sort of you kind of crest over the hill and there's just like a big lake um, yeah. and it was like wow this is just really nice it's like almost a walking simulator as well if you wanted to play it like that you could um, there's no hunger bar or whatever to worry about you can just wander around if you want to and not hunt anything at all which I think is quite a cool cool thing to do if you want to Um of course, we had like the lookout post, and you can kind of get your binoculars out and scan the environment. And I think actually, again, in in sort of FPS games, I think you're so used to kind of enemies and like player visibility being like such a big thing, and like patch notes and, and whatever. Like, I want my enemies to be as like as visible as possible. If they don't have like a red outline or like a little diamond icon above their head, then like please, devs, put it in. Um, or you can like mark your enemies for a second in Warzone or something, for instance. But like with this, like the an- the animals, uh, they're they're naturally camouflaged uh, amongst <laughs> the brush because that's what they they are. That's that's how evolution has uh is the gift of evolution, I suppose. Um, and the game isn't just going to automatically put like a a marker above their head as you scan the environment with your binoculars you've got to like we, we we've both had to like strain our eyes to like find the animals or so often like we'll be wandering around and then the deer will just be there it will just and we'll be like oh oh my god like yeah i, yeah, yeah. I the, wonder the if panic... we'll get better <laughs> yeah like <laughs> the panic be of seeing a deer uh like once you've been tracking something for so long and then be like fuck wait that's it that's it that's it like oh god, get the rifle out get the oh my goodness okay like, <laughs> line on the shot line on the shot like that panic uh is 
you know, it's something you get a couple times in a game. You know, like we could be playing for like a few hours and you'll only get that like once or twice. Makes it all worth it, you know, just that rush of that like few minutes of like from finding the animal you've been tracking to like shooting it and then like, you know, we're shit at this game. Like we don't kill things in one go. So then it's you know, it's it's the chase afterwards and trying to find the blood trails and, you know, hopefully find the body bled out, but if not, like, find the animal again and shoot it. Like, it, there's just... Just the feeling of those sections is very rewarding, I think. It makes it all worth it. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's There is a lot of, like, overwhelming-ness uh, to, to it. Like, uh, we recently sort of opened... the we messed around with like different weaponry and different ammo types. Um, we opened Hayden, you opened the codex uh, at My one point. Yeah. And uh, sort of look, we just had a thought, like a very good thought to look up. Like you, there's, there's just had a whole animal compendium in there and you could look up animals and it had little paragraphs on um, you know, what ammo, ammo type would be good and, and their behaviors and stuff. And it's, Again, it's all just so like counterintuitive to what we're used to. Um, just having to like read the manual and like actually read the text and like, um, and the stats actually d- didn't matter. At least, certainly, I don't think they do. Like when you look at new rifles or whatever, um, they've got like different reload speeds and, and whatever else. But I've sort of found in this, like reading the paragraph about the gun is gives you more of an idea of how it's going to perform on the field. Um, yeah. Which is quite interesting. I, I sort of hard to pinpoint why, but it just sort of feels like that's not usually a thing like in, in games. Um, often you're just looking at numbers going up. Um, whereas in this, I can't quite tell if not the number is important or if it's more like the, the meat, the, the, the words behind it, I suppose. <laughs> um, so yeah it's it's um it's been something for us this and it's we're still shit like we we've got some kills but i don't think they've been a lot of them have been crazy clean like hayden you got an amazing shot on a black bear yeah that was the that was maybe my favorite moment so far uh our entire time spent on that map like we found a map that was like quite kind of open plains that it was easy to see things on and um, we started by at the side of a road kind of running through the countryside. Um, and we pretty quickly spotted, like, bears around on the plains, and then one just darted across the road, and I just, like, no holds barred, like, I just whipped out my rifle, shot it, like, swiveled and shot, and it, it died, like, in one hit. I don't think I'll ever kind of get something that cleanly again. Um, I don't really know how I did it. Like, I was kind of leading my shot like I would when sniping in Warzone, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and I, like, just just somehow slotted it. Didn't it go in, like, the spine or something? Yeah, um, I think so, yeah. yeah. I don't know how clean that was. I don't know like, how that, like, was judged in-game, but I was fucking proud of that kill, I'll be honest. Like, that felt good. The one-shot kill on that bear, that was big. That was big. <laughs> yeah, we're, I think, like, one goal for us is, is to... Um, to get a clean kill, to sort of the, to use the right equipment um, uh, uh, on a a big animal, maybe like a, a moose or something, uh, and mm. sort of sort of track it correctly, 
um, and sort of line up the shot properly and sort of just execute a plan like perfectly, I think could be quite a good goal for us because at the moment, I think we're still experimenting. We're still sort of figuring it, figuring things out really um, and trying to earn enough like money and stuff to kind of get to the point where we can afford uh, sort of the equipment we need really. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the big thing, right? Like this, you know... You- you dive into the codex and you're looking at all these different ammo types and different classifications and you know the the other equipment you can use like i mentioned the deer bleater earlier um you know like there's all these different types of like things that will appeal to different animal sensors and and draw them in um and that stuff is expensive it's really expensive and you know when we're just like killing deer and stuff which is probably like the main thing we've hunted so far, like you're barely making anything. You're making like a few hundred per kill if you're lucky, and it isn't like, you know, if you're able to kill it relatively cleanly, which most of the time we don't. Um, so like, it, yeah, like kind of figuring that out, I think is is a big part for me. Like I want to understand like how to get ahead in the economy uh, of Hunter Call of the Wild, you know, because it it does seem very very like it seems like a steep hill to climb right now you know when you look at just buying ammo for my gun or like you know we both picked up a bow right like a crossbow thing like a like a bow and arrow um like just picking that up which was free like the bow but then the arrows my goodness they're expensive like that was a lot of my cash gone on some arrows that i'm not even very good with um so, you know, trying to figure that out the economy so that I can understand, so that I can buy stuff and try stuff out in the game um, without maybe worrying so much about it, which I suppose will come from getting cleaner kills on better animals, uh, which I suppose just comes down to like tracking it well and, and playing patiently like we've kind of spoken about already. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... that's, that's a big thing I'd like to kind of wrap my head around. I, I, I'm I in agreement there. I think I still wonder if we need to go back to like to basics and almost hunt like the really small stuff like rabbits, but but sort of earn points for getting them cleanly. Uh, I sort of wonder yeah. if there's actually more in that than like kind of bagging a, a big animal, but just like in a shit way like yeah, you know it with shotgun shells yeah that's not not a clean kill <laughs> um so yeah it's it's um it's a really cool uh sort of sort of i suppose weird subgenre of of the SPF, fps world and i think um i'm certainly into it uh and i'm amazed i'm kind of into it i thought maybe the whole patient slow side would just do my head in um but there's definitely something about the slow build and that like that moment where you can line up the shot and you've worked hard for it um yeah i think there's something there for sure um yeah should we talk about should we figure out goals that we want to accomplish like should we should we list a few because i think we said um i just said like rough man around the money thing is, is a big one and exploring for me is a big one like seeing more of the map um yeah do you have any like like big goals i would say uh, i want us to take on like at some point i'm not sure when but like a level like a high level animal um and and take it down um in like a, in a clean 
in a clean fashion um or even like in a right now maybe get like a cougar because we um oh the cougar we were tracking or you were really i'd sort of given up at that point you were tracking a cougar last night i tracked it for like kilometers i was just i was after this cougar i didn't get it but i was after it for a long time <laughs> i don't, it also popped into my head that like by by cougar we're talking like animal and not like you were on some absolute like bender and tracking like a, <laughs> uh but yeah it's um it, it's it's very skittish animal i suppose run around everywhere wasn't it and yeah very erratic like the deer like the way they just kind of like suddenly like fritz and just start darting around and then they just run in a completely different direction you're like come on i've been following you all this way like <laughs> yeah. just keep it a straight line make it easy for me but they don't like yeah that's it's a really challenging animal the cougar very I, tricky one i think yeah i think that's a goal it's just to take again cleanly i think i just want to play the game properly and like take on an animal like in the the way that the game wants us to um as like an initial goal um and i think another one would be to sort of make use of like a, a resting spot um or like a, a drinking spot like there are certain um uh places that you'll encounter on a map um where uh it will sort of notify you after you interact with it like hey this is where some deer come to come to chill out between the hours of 1 and 3 p.m. or something um and we've just kind of we either we've not have really had the time to or we've just not done it um to, to sort of exploit those areas and we're also not really sure how we exploit them um whether it's just kind of waiting in game or if you kind of manipulate the clock slightly rest in your like little base area um but it'd be cool to kind of utilize those spots um and just i don't know again it's just kind of playing the game admits or taking those advantages which i think are very slim in this game and really sort of making the most of them um because it really does feel thinking, like you're on the back foot in this uh, game a lot yeah i was thinking the exact same thing the 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 resting and like feeding and drinking spots was one that was on my mind as well so yeah i think absolutely that's a that's a good one for us to chase and i i suppose at some point or sort of graduating from <laughs> a reserve sort of going you know uh, that's the ultimate goal is kind of going from late and lake and kind of saying like hey we've we've mastered this zone uh <laughs> whether this will happen ever uh it's a bit of a lofty goal but like yeah that's the dream though right? that's the dream so, that is yeah. it's, it's sort of going like hey we've both like we've done everything there is to do here and we feel like this is almost too easy for us now like the animal we know how to track these animals we know their behaviors that sort of thing um and then moving on to another area perhaps with like you know different terrain and having to adapt to different animals and um sort of taking what we've learned i think it'd be cool to graduate from late and lake thinking like hey we've we've done this and we sort of, and sort of describe yeah. like what we've learned about late and lake um uh, and sort of yeah what we learned about the different animals and how we hunted them and stuff. And yeah, I think that'd be a cool goal to set. Yeah. I think we have a, we have a good like bunch of stuff, objectives to achieve. How many of them we actually will achieve. We shall see, but I think we've got a good list there. 
Yeah, and I think like oh, you know, however many weeks um, we sort of settle on this, um, we'll kind of keep this as like kind of a a theme for several weeks. Um, uh, kind of s- splitting the pod in half, I suppose, um, between you know one half being sort of more on the games of the moment. Um, you know, for instance, like Stalker or, or Redfall or, or whatever um, that's out at the moment uh, or not out at the moment. I've just got my words muddled there. Um, <laughs> and then we can sort of then focus on our sort of journeys with Hunter, really, um, and kind of keep you posted on <laughs> whether we uh, still get excited over seeing very fresh shit on the floor. Um, I think we right now that's the best. <laughs> yeah, it's like I've never heard you more excited uh, to see mm. shit on the floor. Yeah, especially when it says just now, like you know that is freshly squeezed shit. That's, <laughs> that's prime, <laughs> nice and warm. That's that's the good stuff. Yeah, it's some good, some good, some good shit. I suppose. Um, <laughs> I, I I guess we leave the pod on that note. That's a perfect note to end it on. Um, So, yeah, uh, time for the outro, I guess. (laughs) Um, Right, I've got to get into outro mode now and try not to think about shit. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ultra Audio Bang. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, then be sure to subscribe via your podcasting platform of choice. There are also a number of other ways you can support the show. You can follow us on Twitter. RPS is at RockPaperShot. I'm at from Edward and Hayden is at Hayden underscore Hefford. And if you want to chat to some lovely people, you can go join the RPS Discord. That's discord.gg slash rockpapershotgun. You can get some very nice clothes in the form of RPS shirts and hoodies. You can head on over to store.repop.com to see what threads are selling and whether you'd like to purchase any. And last but not least, for all of your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. So that's it from the both of us. We'll catch you later. Bye.